I'm Charlie Mount. And I'm Jeff Rack. We are the co-artistic directors of Arcane Theater Works, based here in Los Angeles, California. And this is our new podcast where we discuss the weird and fantastical worlds of sci-fi, horror, mystery, and fantasy. Welcome to... Invasion of the Pod People. In print, on stage, and on screen, there have been countless interpretations of that modern Prometheus, that original mad scientist, that alchemist in galvanism and lightning, Frankenstein. In this multi-episode series, we dissect, discuss, compare, and contrast some of the best and least known versions of Mary Shelley's immortal story. Joining us in our discussion is our special guest, monster artist Phil Joyce. This show is being recorded outdoors at the historic Zorthian Ranch in Altadena, California. The Many Faces of Frankenstein, Episode 7, The Vaudevillians. One of the most successful incarnations of the Mary Shelley story was also one of the most unlikely. This movie that Quentin Tarantino regards as one of his biggest influences was actually banned in Finland, censored in Australia, had a script hated by one of its stars, was reviled by horror fans upon its release, and even Boris Karloff refused to see it. Yet, it was an enormous financial and critical success. The movie, of course, was Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Universal was in financial depression in the 1930s, but their horror films greatly improved their bottom line. By the 1940s, though, they had run their course, and Universal again needed a financial juggernaut. They found it in a series of films starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, a couple of low comic book villains who were hitting it big on radio. But in a few years, even their popularity began to wane. That's when Universal producer Robert Arthur decided to combine the studio's two biggest moneymakers into one film, a film no one thought would work. No one except two of the screenwriters, Robert Lees and Fred Rinaldo, who thought the idea was brilliant. Come in. A scientist named Frankenstein made a monster by sewing together parts of old dead bodies. You have to read that stuff. Wait a minute. Frankenstein gave the monster eternal life by shooting it full of electricity. Some people claim it is not dead even now. Uh Just dormant. (laughs) Now, who'd be silly enough to believe that? (laughs) (laughs) Who would be silly enough to believe that? (laughs) (laughs) Me. Uh Though Costello famously hated the script, he and Bud gave it their all, as did Glenn Strange as the monster, Lon Chaney Jr. reprising his role as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman. And the film even scored Bella Lugosi, playing for only the second and for the very last time, the immortal role of Count Dracula. Combining horror and comedy, playing each to its own strengths, proved to be a lightning-in-a-bottle combination. And despite the fact that at no point in the movie Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein do Abbott and Costello actually meet Frankenstein, the film was a huge hit and launched a series of successful comedy and horror films featuring the boys meeting a variety of universal monster stars. Today the movie is considered a classic and has been included in the National Film Registry.
I love this. What movie. else are you gonna say? I love this movie. Oh yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it, it's a classic. You know, I mean, Young Frankenstein and this movie are the two top horror spoof movies of all time. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And right. because they both honor it, they do. They, yeah, they, they, exactly. You know, because when this movie came out, um, kids were actually scared. Oh yeah, people say they were scared. Yeah, but they're they're scary moments. You earlier you asked me what was my first. Universal monster mm-hmm. film, but we were talking about the big three. Right. My first really was this one. <clears throat> was it? Yeah. Actually, this was introduced a lot of people to the whole Frankenstein yeah. monsters and the uh, Universal Universal monsters with this film. Yeah, so. it's it's. Uh, no kidding. You know, the Tarantino liked it because it showed him how to um, combine genres. Mm-hmm. You know, horror, right. horror and comedy. Comedy. Yeah. And there, there's so much trivia about this film, which we could spend a whole episode on all the trivia about this film, which yeah. you know, we should do. But um, what's interesting about the film is uh, is the controversy that the fans have had over the years about whether or not it's canon. Mm. Because it so closely followed the, uh, the, um, the rules of who the monsters were. And it had, of right. course, you know, Bella Lugosi and and um, and Glenn um, Chaney Jr. in it, so had that that pedigree, right? Yeah. Right. And it came right after um, I forget which film it came right after. One, one of the Frankenstein films. So, the, oh. and and since nobody, you can't really tell whether or not any of the monsters actually die in this film. Um, is it canon? Is it part of? You know, the, 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 yeah, some people go back and forth on that. Right. Is mm-hmm. it just a one-off, or is it actually part of the monsters of the big three? You know. Well, a lot of people consider it the last great Universal horror film that I've heard. That a- Abbott and Costello is the here comes a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kitty. As long as it's not a bear. It's yeah. yeah <laughs> that end of the cycle here. of the great Universal horror films. That was it. It was like what 1946. Eight or something? Oh, this is a little, yeah, 47. What was this? 47 or and, something like that. And that was it. The Universal was done. I mean, well, they did They did come out with, um, uh, you know, Abbott Costello meet Dracula, and they had Abbott Costello meet Wait, the did mummy. They meet, the did mummy. They meet Dracula? Mm hmm. Yeah. But Dracula wasn't played by Bella Lugosi. No. And they had, But those were considered sub, subpar to. Yeah. They, uh, they, yeah. He, they didn't do the mummy. They, they planned on doing they the mummy. They didn't do the mummy? But they never oh. met the mummy. They, they, they met the Invisible Man. Oh, the Invisible Man. They did one with Karloff as a villain. But they did do The Mummy. They no, did, no, Karloff was in one, but they did yeah, no, They tried Karloff, to do The Mummy, but they never filmed it. Well, I've seen it. I've seen no, the I've images. Seen, I thought I saw it, too. Yeah. I, think they had, did, I think they did do it. Yeah, anyway, we'll look and see. We'll check and it's see. Not, if I recall, it's not very Because I remember, I remember him coming, The Mummy yeah. coming out of the box. I remember him coming out and, and um, uh, Costello getting up to go hearing it, and he turns, and The Mummy's behind him. And you know that whole gag, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been unless a, it was, a mummy, unless, but it wasn't unless, unless it was yeah. in, yeah, unless it yeah. was in another film. But uh, I mean, Costello, you know, well, they had done that hold that ghost, right? That was right. that was right. so they which was part of what made them think maybe yeah. this could work. Right? Yeah. And, and I had heard that um, originally, um, uh, Abbott and Costello actually were looking at doing. Uh, this as a, uh, a stage. theatrical stage yeah. show, you know, because they, they came from vaudeville and everything. And, mm-hmm. But there was just no way for them financially and go on the road that long to do it. And they, and then somebody said, well, why don't you make it into a, a film? You know? Yeah. Um, 
Probably. But, but, but he had he had that great Costello had that those great uh, you know uh, fright takes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, that were so great. You know, chick Yeah, yeah. And the and the and the I love the. Uh, the candelabra, the candle. I mean, the candle. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, on the top of the yeah of Dracula's casket, oh, good. right? You know, that's but good. they had done that before and hold that ghost, that same gag. You know, with the oh well, you know, they, going they were always repeating forth. gags. So, I, I, you know. In my opinion, the best thing Evan Costello ever ever did was was meet Frankenstein. Yeah, the best thing. I mean, they're solid. Yeah, and you know, and Bud Abbott is such a jerk through the whole thing too. <laughs> He's such a <laughs> such a horrible friend. But to, what to a great loop. straight man. Yeah. 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 You know, I think I, I've heard that um, uh, as, as many kids were frightened by the film. Uh, part, of the, part of the reason they were frightened was because, you know, kids are constantly not being believed. Mm. You know, whether, mm-hmm. whether they have their own you yeah. know, fears that they think are real. Like, there's a really a monster in the closet. Nobody yeah. believes them. Nobody believes Costello. Right. For yeah. most of this film. Exactly, yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah, very Abbott doesn't believe him, right. But at the end, he's completely... I know that's true. You know, exonerated. Yeah, that's true. Even right. even Abbott is like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, and they and they use the uh, the the turning bookcase. They yes, they do. In this too, yeah. they have that turning bookcase. Ripped off by Mel Brooks. You know. yeah. I think Bella Lugosi is better in this movie than he is in Dracula. He's good. He is good. He, he is good in he's, this. He's, he's good in this film. You know, there, he, there's a little a uh, uh, little trivia thing or a little uh, one scene when Bella's in uh, he's in a, a room with a woman. I can't remember the. One of the oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and in the mirror, mm. and you see his image in the mirror, and you're wondering why? Why did they let that go? Oh, right, <laughs> right. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting anachronism yeah. in that. I think they should have picked up on that. That's interesting. You know what else is a connection here is that in the Ghost of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which we really didn't discuss too much, but that's where they're uh, going to put Igor's brain into the monster. Oh, right. Gonna, that's, and that's, that's the trope they, they and, use and here. And that's what they used mm. here. Costello's, oh, yeah, brain. Costello's, Costello's brain. Frank, oh, that's Frank, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't done me any well, good. And there's that whole thing, too, where you know Costello has that girlfriend who's like you know a knockout, supposedly. Right. You know? yes. And everybody's yeah. like, you know, like you know, what what does she see in right. him? Right. Yeah. You know, And then she's in cahoots <laughs> with, with, she's in cahoots with uh, Dracula, right? Because yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, him. oh, yeah. He goes, I want, he goes, Dra- you know, but he goes, I want someone who, you know, I can control, you know. He goes, well, you won't have any problem with this guy, <laughs> you know, this guy. You know? There's a, another so. another uh, tidbit of information that I that I heard, and I was like, wow, that's interesting. But all the, the classic universal monsters, the mummy, the Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, were all played by many actors, or actually in, in universal films, not the Wolfman. The Wolfman was only played by Lon Chaney Jr. Yep. In, yep. in every... But yeah. all the other all the other monsters were played by various actors, well, especially Actually, Dracula. I don't know why they, I don't know what they had against Lugosi, because you know yeah. this was only this like you said this was only the second, second time, time he played him. Yeah, and I mean they John had like Carradine. John Carradine, and they had you know I mean and even Chaney even Jr. in this film they didn't want him to play it. They were trying to get the guy that they wanted originally right. to play Dracula to play right. the role, and it's like I know why I know you know, know. there's something I, I going heard on there. Something about yeah, Bella was. Uh, only had had heard of the the, the project and, and expressed interest, and that's why they considered him finally. Something like that. Like he he wasn't even considered. <clears throat> I, since I, I heard somewhere he's, that he's he, really he had to fight, he had to fight for it. You know, and, and he is like, Dracula. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> even, even when he's even when he's pretending to be 
you know, yeah. the count. And, you know, and he's, he's, I not, know. Not, he's great. Yeah. He's, yep. he's wonderful. He's urbane yeah. and he's funny. And, mm-hmm. Very um, Eastern European. But you were talking about different people playing different monsters. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr. actually played all plays, of them. Yeah. plays uh, the monster in one scene in this film. Yeah. Because Glenn Strange right. hurt his uh, ankle or something. That's right. So he put on mm-hmm. the I think it's a scene where he's throwing he the, girl through the, the window. girl through the window. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Like I said, there's a ton yeah. of trivia about this movie. movie there's so much to talk about in yeah. this film. But, yeah. um, but it's interesting in that this is a Frankenstein film where there is, there is none of Mary Shelley's themes explored at all. No, right. Nobody yeah. ca- no. nobody ca- the, the yeah. monster's not looking for a friend. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's yeah. not trying to get revenge on his creator. No. Right. He's just a monster that is there to be controlled by Count Dracula. For what for yeah. what reason for, I, to know. this day I still don't know. Yeah. No. What was he going to do with the monster? Open a Frogert stand mm-hmm. or something? Why did he why did he <laughs> I don't, why did he need the monster? Why, yeah, yeah. I mean he's, he's Dracula. Called, he's I know. Freaking yeah. Dracula. Yeah. What does he need it's the monster just, for? Just to get the monsters back together. <laughs> Just a monster reunion. But but how, you know you know what really cements the film, as good as Bela Lugosi is, mm-hmm. right, and as and as um, impressive as Clint Strange is as the monster. Mm-hmm. What really cements the film, I think, is Lon Chaney Jr. Oh yeah, he's excellent. He he excellent. he raises the stakes. Mm-hmm. He takes everything deadly seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I he, think he's great in it. He's great yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I heard that later he, he regretted doing the film, but he's. He, he played it straight. Yeah. He played yeah. it straight. Oh, he is sort of almost like... Uh, my said. ride is here, guys. I got <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, here they come. We got some horses riding by. The, the cavalry. Yeah, um, yeah he, he's sort of the po- polarizing character, isn't he? Like yeah. The, the, and if you don't have that groundedness, right? Yeah. If you don't have that... that it's almost like Abbott and Costello walked into the wrong theater. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was yeah. a real honest-to-God horror sure. movie going on. Yeah. And these two idiots walked in, like they did in Buck Privates, where they walk in off the, off the sidewalk because yeah. they think they're getting away from the cops. They accidentally join the army. They, <laughs> they, that's basically, this is Buck Privates. They accidentally that's true. fall into, I never thought yeah. of that. into a horror movie. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's they, like... They yeah. back up into it, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like Boris did in the first film. Yeah. <laughs> and every, time, every and time they're not in the film, there's a horror movie going on. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and then suddenly these guys blunt. They come through through a, a passageway, or they they they, yeah. they somehow wander into the film, and suddenly, it's funny. It's Abbott and Costello. Yeah, a lot of but that fun. movie freaked me out a, some, a few moments when I was a kid watching it. I like I remember when they're holding the the, the door closed on the monster, and that hand comes through. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I jumped. You know, as a kid. about that. Apparently, Costello went over his mark and actually got hit in the jaw. Oh, is that oh, right? And, uh, but the director liked it, kept it. So yeah, but, you know, Costello was used to that. He, he took was, one he for a, the movie. He was a baggy pants comic. He was yeah. used to right. the pratfalls and whatnot. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Funny guy. I mean, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Abbott Costello. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, but but I, I, that film I thought was really great, and it made me, you know, yeah. really appreciate them more mm-hmm. and go back and appreciate what they did. Because they were very, I mean, uh, which was you know, not rare, but I mean, you know, they were very clean. You know, I mean, their whole thing, <laughs> you know, well, I mean. Yeah. yeah, well, they weren't in burlesque, but yeah. 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 When, they, when they did Pretty movies, clean. yeah. But, I mean, they, you know, they, they you know, and, 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 you know, as far as their lifestyles, too. I mean, you didn't, nothing, you know, I mean, they married to the same people for the, yeah. their whole lives. Well, you know, true. Bud Abbott had his, uh, you know, drinking. Had his drinking problems. I heard oh, Lou, Lou Costello, okay. apparently, according to his daughter, he was just the model dad. He was a great guy and a uh, great family guy. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I love you know I love vaudeville comics because I come from comedy and mm -hmm. I, I love I love their. You know, you always say this about other films. I love their funny early films. Mm -hmm. You know, later, yeah. you know, later they got a little silly. But, all of them probably did, right? All the great. But it's, teams. But it's interesting. This 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 film doesn't really recycle any of their vaudeville stuff. Mm. I mean, there's a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a little bit. There's not. There's none of that that snappy vaudeville patter that right. they recycled in film after film. Right. That they stole from their vaudeville days. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but they have new, like the candle, like you were mentioning, the, the scene with the candle, yeah. which they did recycle actually from another film, but it, it wasn't. But they would do it different, different versions of it, you know, they would yeah. at least do it where it's now it's on the casket, <laughs> which might, I thought was great. It might actually be why this film's more enduring, you know, because of it's less vaudevillian, a little less like that shticky mm -hmm. stuff, and more, more of like they're just playing straight up comedy. And well, the, the, the danger is real. When, when Costello goes into Lon Chaney's hotel room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a and, great scene. Uh, and he sees the apple. The apple. Mm. <laughs> and, he's, and while the monster, while the, while the wolfman is stalking him, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, logically you think, if I'm in a, if I'm in a hotel room and there's a wolfman yeah. behind me, <laughs> I'm going to hear him. Yeah. I'm going to hear him breathing. I'm going to hear him walking oh, or something. Oh, that's a classic. And, you know, he leaps at him and Costello <laughs> steps out of the way. Yeah. But so the danger is it, it feels real. Right. It yeah. feels like, because, wait a minute, that's that's the actual wolfman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, but he so. thinks it's Abbott, right, at first? Doesn't he think it's Abbott? Uh, no, he doesn't see him at all in that, scene, in that particular scene. Oh, I thought there was. I thought there was. Oh, a, oh you're talking about in later in the party scene. Yeah, when, when they're yeah. wearing masks. Oh, right. yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what he thinks. Towards the that. end, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's later. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah so, it, what a great film! Uh, what a great lesson in, in how to combine mm -hmm. genres. Yeah. Yeah. But again, again, couldn't care less about Mary Shelley's. No stuff. No in this film, and who and fine. That's no. perfect. I mean, fine. they didn't even they didn't even uh, uh, get into where the monsters came from. No, you know, uh, like you said, you know, Doctor Frankenstein's not even in the film. It was just a complete you know, right? homage. He's not even there. Right. Frankenstein's not in the movie yeah. at all. Yeah, Frankenstein's no, not even no there. There's no Doctor. Yeah. No, it's just an homage to the classic. Yeah. yeah, and they hadn't been classics that long. They weren't even that classic that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been like in fact, years. There, was, right. there were the actors playing them. <laughs> yeah. In the fact, when, when, the, uh, when the actors are introduced to the monsters, they think they're you know waxworks yeah. figures. They think they're you know exhibits yeah. right. for a museum. There it's is funny. no Count Dracula. There is no Frankenstein's yeah. monster. This is all nonsense. No, they cycled through it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it. I mean, well, they they know that amazing. the audience is coming in with a certain amount of you know collective memory about these films. Right. Yeah. Like the rules of who the monsters are and how they behave is yeah. is, is was so well defined. Right. He didn't need to re, re, yeah. redo it yeah. in yeah. this movie. He didn't need to go over it again. I think my, my only complaint with Although it, Abbott does read a little bit about who they are. Yeah. Oh my my only complaint that I've heard other people say is that Karloff didn't play the monster and that would have made it perfect. Yeah. 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 A well, perfect wrap. But he hadn't for a while. I know. You know but, I mean, it would have, but one last time, it would have really wrapped up the well, whole. Well, he, he, I don't think he liked the idea of them. He thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even 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 Lugosi wasn't completely convinced that you know. Yeah. I think um, I think Karloff had moved on to the Val Luton stuff at that point. Maybe like the more, you know, doing working with Val Luton towards the end of the forties and. Yeah, he just wasn't interested in playing the no. the, the creature anymore, you know. Either, no. you know, and and also, you know, the whole thing of, of spoofing it, it wasn't that just wasn't his bag, you know. Yeah, but it would have it would have made it it would have yeah for in of course today it would have wrapped it up as the the final you know yeah 
a lot of people may might maybe not think of it as canon too because of of that. But yeah, you know. But Glenn Strange was you know he, he you know yeah. he did a he did a decent job. For well, yeah, he wasn't uh, the character wasn't overtaxed in this film. He yeah. Was, yeah, he was basically asleep for most yeah. of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and he was just you know he was the lumbering thing. You know. Um, but I think that was an interesting uh, device though. Let's because hmm. there was there was a there was a suspense in when the monster was going to be awakened. Right. When does the monster That's become true. powerful? Yeah. Everything was about the monster. Dracula wanted the monster brought back to life. Costello's brain was going to go into the monster, so that <laughs> all the plot was revolved around revolved yeah. around the monster. And but the, but the scene yeah. in the film that scared me and made me laugh the most at the same time mm-hmm. was when that finally happened. They left Costello alone on the gurney, strapped down. That's right. <laughs> as the monster starts waking yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and chick, chick, and he's breaking his bonds. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, he's right there. It was wonderful, yeah. you know, because it was this wonderful buildup to the monster. The monster is awakening, and Costello's and right that there. Melding and he's of, down. of the horror and the humor. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, in that one in moment, that one was moment, just like fantastic. Great, a great scene. I wonder. Yeah. How, I wonder if I mean Mel Brooks was a huge uh, fan of the old of the old Universal monsters. I, I'd I'd heard, and uh, I wonder how much. He was influenced by Abbott and Costello's that movie to make Young Frankenstein. I wonder if that was like his major. Well, Gene Wilder well, actually yeah. was the one oh, we, oh. That, that wrote it. I bet, I bet oh. Wilder I was mean, though, because there was a there was like as we said there was a yeah. serious yeah. approach mm-hmm. to Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. To the, the, yeah. the horror was horror. Yeah, and in and, and in uh, Young Frankenstein, you know, they like huh. you said, Jeff, they he just moved the needle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, he wasn't yeah. right, especially. Yeah, there wasn't much way, much to go there. But Gene, yeah, Gene Wilder actually uh, wrote the script mm-hmm. yeah, you and, that. and and presented it to uh, Mel Brooks, and uh, Mel Brooks wasn't too sure about it. And uh, in fact, I think the you know the the scene where they're the dancing scene, you know, the whole putting on the Ritz uh-huh. moment. Yeah, that's uh, more Brooks. Well, well, Brooks actually yeah. no, Brooks actually was saying he wanted to get that out. Oh really? He said he, goes, he said I don't know if this is going to work because we've already set all this up. Yeah. And Gene Wilder, you know, really fought for it and everything, and then that's Bro- one and of those Bro- scenes. And Brooks just said, okay, we're going to do it. So interesting. And Gene yeah. just said. Why'd you make me go through all that? He, he said, <laughs> "Well, because I wanted to. You know, I wasn't sure, yeah. and 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 you convinced me that it, that it would it should be on here and that, that would work. That seems it's like one of those the most scenes. Brooksian part of the film. I know, and it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those scenes. We it, it just it, 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 they don't work on paper. Yeah, it's in your head. Right. You know, in your heart and your soul, you can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And until you actually do it, you know, yeah. it's hard to convince people. In our next episode. Frankenstein goes to England in episode 8, Hammered. This has been a production of Arcane Theatre Works. You can find us online at arcanetheaterworks.com. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, Theatre of the Mind, Dramatizations of Fantastical Stories. If you enjoy our podcasts and would like to hear more, please support us on Patreon. Special thanks to Alan Zorthian and the Zorthian Ranch. And also to our guest, Phil Joyce. If you'd like to see Phil's artwork, you can find him on Instagram at PhilJoyceArt. I'm Charlie Mount. I'm Jeff Rack. And this has been... Invasion of the Pod People. Pod people.